Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. We are bringing you our special Thanksgiving episode. This has become a little bit of a tradition, which is really, really fun. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody in the U.S. and anybody else who might be celebrating Thanksgiving this week. And we have um, some fun testimonies to share. We have some fun discussions and we also have our verse of the day. Yeah, well, our verse of the day today, since we're being thankful, um, it's a little bit longer than usual and a little more meditative, but I I think it'll be really cool to just take some time and read through Psalm 136, um, which is just, it's a responsive reading. Mm -hmm. Alana, do you want to do this as a responsive reading where you do the, his love and all I do is his love endures forever. You want to do it? (laughs) I'll do it. We, we used to do this with the kids. We actually had a little, like it took us all the 10 minutes, but it was kind of like this Thanksgiving Eve service that we just did together as a family. And this was one of them where, yeah, it was a responsive reading. Um, I love that because when you're reading it, so for those of you who aren't familiar with this song, basically like it's a short saying and then his love endures forever and it just goes on and on. When you're reading it, it becomes super easy to let your eyes skim because 50% of the psalm is just saying his love endures forever over and over. But saying it out loud helps you get, um, helps you slow down enough to, I guess, appreciate the words a little more. So yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do and it. And I don't have it in front of me. So, you know, you don't have, have to give me a cue. Just, yeah. Well, no, uh, I mean, I, I know the line, but yeah. <laughs> give me yep. a cue when it's time to end or else I'm just going to keep on saying it. All right, I will. <laughs> okay, Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever to him who alone does great wonders. His love endures forever who by his understanding made the heavens. His love endures forever who spread out the earth upon the waters. His love endures forever who made the great lights. His love endures forever the sun to govern the day. His love endures forever the moon and stars to govern the night. His love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever and brought Israel out from among them. His love endures forever with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. His love endures forever to him who divided the Red Sea asunder. His love endures forever and brought Israel through the midst of it. His love endures forever, but swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. His love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness. His love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings. His love endures forever. And killed mighty kings. His love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites. His love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan. His love endures forever. And gave their land as an inheritance. His love endures forever an inheritance to his servant, Israel. His love endures forever. He remembered us in our lowest state. His love endures forever. And freed us from our enemies. His love endures forever. He gives food to every creature. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. And that oh, good. I knew when it was time to end. You did. <laughs> well, I just love this. It's so... Um, so appropriate. And just, I can picture this being, I'm sure part of, of a family 
you know, mm-hmm. ritual, you know, in mm-hmm. the people that were familiar with this in Israel would have probably done this as a responsive reading with, you know, just as a way to recount their history, you know, they go through this kind mm-hmm. of history of who God is and what he's done. And that's kind yeah. of what we're here to do today. Um, we just thought, you know, we've done different variations on our Thanksgiving specials mm-hmm. this, this time. It is just going to be a celebration of what God has done and how we've seen him move through prayer in our lives. And thankfully we've gotten some really great stories and testimonies from listeners. You guys have shared with us Mm -hmm. what God has done in your life and how prayer has blessed you. So that's kind of what our whole episode is going to be about today. I I find that I love Thanksgiving more and more and more as a holiday. I love that before we dive into the consumerism of Christmas, that we do slow down to be so thankful for everything we've got. I love the community feel for it. Like we're pretty um, protective. Like Christmas is almost always just our nuclear family. We're really protective to make Christmas like a family holiday. Whereas Thanksgiving, it's a social holiday, you know, like, um, probably we've ended up like, I think last year with COVID and things. Um, but yeah, I, it's very rare that we spend Thanksgiving just with ourselves. And I mean, of course, if we lived closer to relatives, it'd be a little different, but since we don't, I love that side of it. I love just that there is a, countrywide reason to pause and give thanks. I love everything about it. Yeah, it really is. And this, this Psalm is really neat. It kind of ends with, you know, God provides food Mm -hmm. to every creature. I mean, that's very, you know, because part of the idea of Thanksgiving is provision and it's Mm -hmm. done around a meal. And so that's the very obvious thing to say, thank you for this food that you've given us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and you know, the more rural that we've gotten, the Mm -hmm. more I feel like I understand the agricultural lifestyle. I mean, we're not Mm -hmm. homesteaders by any means, but there is for sure a difference in the kind of produce we can get in the summer (laughs) versus the winter. There's definitely a sense, you know, fall is when you prepare all the stuff that's gotten hunted. It's when a lot of people can, I know you spend a ton of time doing cider stuff for Mm -hmm. all the apples. So it really does feel like this is the exact right time for Thanksgiving. It shouldn't be in the spring. It shouldn't be in the dead of winter. Like this makes perfect sense. Even just from a seasonal standpoint, we are giving thanks for all of the provision that we've gotten and it can kind of lead you into, and we know that God is going to continue to provide for us through the whole winter, you know, I know at least here in the States, and I don't know if this is a global thing, you know, a lot of people are getting super worried about inflation, there's supply chain issues where goods aren't getting to stores in time and things like that. And I love that we have this opportunity to be thankful for what we have and to kind of express our trust that God's going to provide for us all winter long, you know, up here in Alaska, I think it means more like if we run out of heating oil up here as a state, people are going to die. <laughs> like that would be a national emergency with tr- like that would be a survivalist situation. And we can go into into this winter time where it's crazy dark. It's really cold. We're already in like negative 
temperatures, like not negative Celsius, so not just below freezing, like below zero Fahrenheit. And we can still, you know, walk into a winter saying, okay, it's going to be dark. It's going to be cold. If God doesn't protect and provide for us, we're not going to make it, but we know he is going to because his love endures forever. That's right. Good. Nice closure there. I like the way you did that. We need to make that like an acronym. Do you know how, like, even before text texties became a thing, like my grandma in her prayer letters as a missionary would write PTL for praise the Lord. Um, And it wasn't just shorthand. It was actually, you know, to get past some of the censors and, Mm -hmm. you know, because she was writing from China and things. Oh, yeah. But um, so PTL was kind of her praise the Lord. I think another one could be like, what would that be? HL. Yes, Halef, his love endures forever. And you need a hashtag. I like that. We're going to begin that hashtag with this episode. My son, my youngest was trying to log into Zoom and the computer wasn't working. So he had to call in and he came into my office and asked me, mom, what's a pound sign? Because <laughs> the phone told him to like enter the pound sign. It's like, what's a pound sign? And so of course I told him it's a hashtag. Isn't that funny? I remember the first time I, there was a skit on hashtags on Saturday night live or something, mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, what's a hashtag. I didn't even know what it was uh, or what it meant. I didn't get I the know. joke. So you know, know. different generations. We're showing our age. <laughs> Whoops. Well, that's for- my alarm going off just a sec. Okay. The alarm is off. All right. <laughs> well, our just for fun today is, uh, is kind of fun. It's like some Thanksgiving debates. Right. Do we need to put on our boxing gloves? I don't think so. I think it'll be, I I think we'll keep it civil. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I've been doing? I don't think I mentioned it to you. We have a homeschool co-op and it's really hard to find things that are like appropriate for um, high school age. Oh yeah. And so I've been leading a high school debate class and it's been really fun. Like oh, fun. They're smart, smart kids. They see topics in interesting ways. I really enjoyed it. Oh, that is very neat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, let's, let's get our debate on. All right. So turkey or no turkey? Uh, no turkey ever, please. <laughs> I knew the answer to that before. I, I know turkey's just dry. I hate the leftovers. Ugh, no turkey. What about you? I'm a turkey person. It's mm-hmm. I think just because that was that's I associate it with Thanksgiving. We don't always like sometimes we do shake things up, especially since mm-hmm. we've been in Alaska and really sometimes you know, it's hard to find a turkey too. Oh, it, it can be, or, mm-hmm. you know, you get it and it's got a thaw and you don't, you know, you got to time it right. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, and supply issues can be an issue, Yeah, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I like the leftovers. That's my favorite part of Thanksgiving is the leftovers. So I do love Turkey. I um, think for me, I'm so into like, let's like, let's boil these bones at least four times before we call it good enough. So I'm just like, I'm so done with it. The kids are done with it. <laughs> right. Thank you. Yes. Uh, stuffing or dressing. What do you call it? I call it stuffing regardless. Like even if we just cook it in a casserole dish, I still call it stuffing. Yeah. Um, me too. Cause I think that's how I grew up. Like, I don't think we ever actually stuffed the bird with it, but it was still always called stuffing. 
Well, there was a time when that was politically correct, but now they're like, oh yeah, no, you can't stuff the turkey. Politically correct <laughs> isn't the word. I was kind of right, right, about. right. You know, yeah. it was not oh, because of it doesn't get up to the right internal temperature and you might get salmonella. But oh, okay. We always had both. We had it in the turkey and mm-hmm. then we had a big, huge pan of it because there was not enough space in the turkey for Yeah, our I think you're probably family. right. That sounds, yeah, that sounds similar to how we did it growing up, at least. Now yeah. we usually don't stuff it. We usually just, cook it in a pan or but I'm now, sorry, you know, like in a casserole dish. Now I say that I say stuffing, but I, we had, I think we might've called it dressing too. My mom used to make this oyster dressing and it's funny because my mm. mother-in-law does the same thing. She'll do oh, a little okay. small pan of oyster dressing, which I'm like, Bleh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I grew up on the East coast and, you know, in Maryland. And so seafood was a big thing, but right. I never, I, I didn't, I don't like oysters. Yeah. The, I don't think I've ever dressing. tried oyster dressing. I don't think yeah. I've had that. We tried a really fun, um, just to mix up because the conventional stuffing where it's just, you know, bread and celery and onions and mm-hmm. Italian seasoning. It can be a little boring. So we got one last year and we added like bacon and cranberries and I Ooh, think even pecans. Yes, it was really good. Me about that. Mm-hmm. that was, yeah, that looked really good. Do you say pecan or pecan? I say pecan. Do you? Okay. But my whole family says, are they pecan? Or, never mind. No, they say, I think they say pecan. They too. Say there pecan. are other things they say differently though. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I had this discussion in our home. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think we all say pecan. Do you say pecan? I say pecan. Yeah. It wasn't until I was in Boston for college and people were saying pecan. I'm like, what? What is that? (laughs) A pecan? A can of peas? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, Cranberry sauce, canned or not, chunky Mm. or jelly? I don't love it at all, but definitely not the jelly, not the canned jelly. Okay. Um, And I don't really like the canned. I'm totally fine not having cranberries. I've had decent homemade cranberries sometimes, but I don't like making it because you had so much sugar that it then makes you me know feel how horrible. much sugar's in I know. it. I would rather have someone else make it and have it be really yummy. And I feel like, Oh, cranberries are healthy. Um, so yeah, for me, it's a take it or leave it, but definitely not canned jelly. So my favorite growing up was the jelly canned. I did not like the chunky uh-huh. kind. And I didn't even know my mom made just about everything from scratch, but she Uh did not make scratch cranberry sauce. Mm -hmm. And so when I, uh, when I had Thanksgiving with my uh, in-laws for the first time, my mother-in-law makes homemade cranberry sauce. So she taught me how to make that. So that's what I always Mm -hmm. like to make. I do love the canned jelly though. I love to slice it. I know, but it looks so weird. It's just like a chunk. But then you can cut it into like little squares and eat the squares. It's so good. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I do. I I enjoy making uh, homemade cranberry sauce too. I get my cranberry fix now by adding craisins to the stuffing. And that's good Oh, craisins are just the best invention. I I love them. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Do you like pies on Thanksgiving? I do. And I mean, like it's not Thanksgiving if there's not a pumpkin pie. Like I would be sad if there wasn't a pumpkin pie, but I like pecan pie the most. Oh, I love pecan. Oh, do you pie. know what I love? I like the little, I don't even know what you call them, but like little mini pies, like mm-hmm. bite-sized pecan tartlets. pies. Is that what they are? That's what I, I like call them. Little tartlets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my favorite. Nice. What about you? Um, my favorite pie. Uh, I would have to say that uh, pumpkin is one of my favorites. Sorry, I had to sneeze. I had to Bless put you. Me- I knew that was coming. Uh, I do love pumpkin pie. 
um, and, and with cool whip, like I love cool whip mm-hmm. on my pumpkin pie. There's mm-hmm. something about that instead of whipped cream. And then I do love pecan pie too, though. And my mom yeah. used to make this, uh, cherry craisin pie over the holidays for Sounds both Christmas and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. She just used canned cherries, pie filling and mixed craisins oh. in with it. And it just kind of tartens it up a little. It's good. And when you bake it, the mm. craisins plump up and yeah. kind of make them oh, so good. Yeah. Huh. I can't choose. I love pie too much. Yeah. I can't pick one. <laughs> you know, like a nice pumpkin cheesecake. I could take that instead of Ooh, the pumpkin pie. That mm-hmm. sounds good too. Yeah. yeah. That's hmm. well, let's, let's jump into our discussion. We have a lot nice. to cover. We've got so many of these great testimonies and, you know, some of them are just word for word. We're going to read them. Others of them are paraphrased just because of the amount of time that we have. We got quite a few and we want to get everybody in that, that submitted something. And if you did submit a story, um, and you're not, you don't hear yours or you don't hear your name. If you submitted your name, we, you may have, filled out the form after we recorded and we will find a way to share those at another time. Just so you know, I just know that we, yeah, we reread them all. We were really, really encouraged. So oh, thank you for sending these in were your great. I was in tears too. reading through some of them thinking God is so good. This is, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, in no particular order, we have a testimony from Sarah who says in the pandemic, I learned to trust God through the storm and began seeing his hand in everything. And I, I love that because, you know, like I'm sure in last year's Thanksgiving episode, if we were to go back and listen, I'm sure we talked a ton about the pandemic and COVID, (laughs) but it's still, you know, it's still a thing. It's still Mm -hmm. having health impact on people. It's still having an economic impact on everything. Um, and so I, I loved, I said in no particular order, but I purposely put this one up top. (laughs) So she says he has been shining a light upon the dark parts of my heart and molding my heart according to his purpose. And it's just a nice reminder that, yeah, in, in some of these other testimonies that what I love about them is it's not all like, yeah, this thing was hard in my life. And then God snapped his fingers and the hard thing went away. Like some of the people whose testimonies you were sharing, their testimony is God is sustaining me even through a hard time. So yeah, especially let's just kind of acknowledge we're still kind of, we, our family jokes that we're in 2020, the sequel (laughs) and yeah. And there's so much to be thankful for, even if what we're thankful for is like God's continued peace and provision, even though we're still dealing with COVID and things like that. I agree. Uh, our next testimony is from Carol. She says, when I was a young bride, we didn't have any food in the house and no money to buy any food. So my husband and I prayed that God would supply our needs. Shortly after there was a knock at the door and we went to answer it. When we opened the door, there wasn't anyone there. Then we looked down at the porch steps and there were several bags of groceries and it was enough to feed us for a couple of weeks. We praise the Lord for answering our prayer. That's cool. We had something similar happen when we were, it was probably like one of our first Christmases with Silas. So we were still really struggling with all these medical things and stuff like that. Got a knock at the door and two people, we didn't know them. And they just said, we were asked to um, drop these off. We can't tell you who it's from, but here you go. And it was like, 
garbage can, like huge, hefty garbage bags full of toys and gift cards and groceries. It was really, really sweet. And what was fun for us too was seeing even the person, like they were just the delivery people, but they were really happy and excited, like just to be a part of that. Oh yeah. To be there. Mm -hmm. Well, and I kind of cut, I, I guess I cut Sarah's testimony short too. I didn't realize that, but just, you know, um, I, 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 we can go back to hers also just how she, you know, talks about, she was developing a thankful mindset, like up until the pandemic things started to happen. And, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, just, I I just think that whole idea of, I love that God had kind of like prompted her before COVID things Mm -hmm. started to happen to develop that thankfulness. It just makes me think about how important it is, even when everything is going fine to, to like, prepare ourselves by staying spiritually Mm -hmm. fit and, you know, exercising our prayer muscles during the times when things are going okay, Mm -hmm. so that we're ready for those, those hard times. And I just, absolutely. You know, I mean, how many of us, the first week of lockdown, we're like, okay, if I had known this was coming, I would have, and not even just the practical stuff, you know, but just see, I would have been more thankful if I had known this is the last time I was going to see my friend for (laughs) six months, I would have. And so, yeah, just learning to, um, you know, it's cliche, but live more in the moment, appreciate, you know, the everyday things that are so easy to take for granted. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. We have a testimony from Flo. So Flo says that she dreaded losing her mom, but when the time came for her mom to pass, she just had an indescribable peace um, at the service. She was worried that she wasn't going to be able to get through, you know, the, the eulogies and things like that. And so her testimony is just really being thankful for that peace. And then she says, the second time I experienced profound peace was when we moved away from family, friends, and everything I have known. And God gave me what I now call the peace of inevitability, which I can totally relate to that feeling, you know, mm-hmm. of this might not be what I wanted. This might not be what I would have chosen. This might not be something I'm even excited about, but it's happening. And so here we go. Yeah. And yeah. And I just, I love how, like you said, so these prayers, it's, it's not just God changed my circumstances. God strengthened Mm me to be able to face these circumstances with peace and confidence Mm -hmm. and just trust in him. Yeah. And I love that, that peace of inevitability. It Mm. almost reminds me of like, you know, going through childbirth, like there's, there's no stopping it. (laughs) It's coming. Yeah. Well, Lisa shares a story. Um, She says, I have a half sister that I don't get to see or talk to very often. And I've been praying that God would give me the chance to talk to her about the gospel. I don't know if she was saved or not and wanted to have the chance to talk to her in person about it. Um, She had been praying for her for a while and finally realized she was going to be doing therapy only 10 minutes from where she lived. Her sister was going to be doing therapy close to her. And so she asked if her sister could come for a visit after one of her appointments And, you know, she just felt like this was a divine appointment and like God had orchestrated this for her to be able to share the gospel with her, with her half sister. Um, So she prayed, she said, I told God that everything had to come from him. She was only going to stay a short while. And four hours later, she said she had to go home. So they kind of talked a little bit and she started telling 
uh, her half sister, she said, you know, that she, she tries to pray, but you know, she doesn't really have a relationship with God. And so, um, Lisa was able to get her Bible and share some verses and she doesn't even remember what was said. She said, all I know is that I told her what has helped me and I told her all about God. And it was like, he just took over the conversation. Um, so even recounting the story for someone later that day, I do not remember all that I said to her. I do know that I talked about God the whole time. And I really felt like God was in this place talking to her. I do know that she wants to come back as often as she can to do Bible study or just get into the Bible. However she can, God deserves all the glory for this encounter. I pray every day that we can keep seeing each other and sharing more about God and who he is. So what a great testimony about God's orchestrating things so that this sister who lived Mm -hmm. far away was 10 minutes away for, you know, for this, this short time. And it just, yeah. Yeah. Love that. Uh, we had a lot of testimonies that came in that, uh, were anonymous. And so I'm, I'm lumping some of them together, but the similar thread in a lot of them was had health struggles and God is helping me through it. Um, not necessarily talking about even miraculous healings or things like that. Um, for example, there's a woman who's being treated for breast cancer and just says this week has started with peace, no stress, just calm cancer, you know, is there, the treatments are still there, but she started a week off great. And you know, what a, what a beautiful reminder to be thankful for the health that we have to, even when we have bad days to be thankful when the good days come, um, and just says, I thank God for the faithful prayers of family and friends. Um, and so, yeah, just remembering, even if you're going through a trial that God's grace is carrying you through that. Mm-hmm. We have Shanna shares about another COVID experience. Just, um, when COVID began, she had just returned to work from maternity leave with her third son. And she worked in the restaurant industry. She had worked in the restaurant industry for nearly 15 years. And in South Africa, where she stays, um, there are no unemployment benefits because they're considered casual labor. So she just had no idea how they were going to get through it. Um, they prayed and hoped that it would just be a short little lockdown and nothing else, but they quickly realized that this was going to be the long haul, you know, permanent change Mm -hmm. of, of life. So she said her, her husband took a pay cut of nearly 35% during the first eight months of lockdown. And she lost all of her pay, which was almost half of her month, their monthly income. And, but they knew that God had been kind of leading her away from that industry for a while. And so, um, they just Mm -hmm. started praying, how can we survive this? How can we get through? And she said, God carried us through the hardest and darkest parts of the pandemic, kept our family safe and COVID free and handled our finances for us. 18 months later, I'm a work from home mom that started my own freelance business starting uh, during the pandemic. And I now have the opportunity to fulfill God's calling over my life while being available to my children. He asked us to have faith and we did. He's provided for us every step of the way. We've never stopped praying or praising. And I love that. Oh, I love that so we're much. so tempted sometimes when we get like the outcome that we had hoped to stop praying and to just be like, oh, great. Thank you, God. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I've got this from here, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but she's never stopped praying or praising and just remembering And it's these moments where God does provide in these big ways to get us through these hard times that we can, they stand as Ebenezer's, you know, like, like Mm -hmm. I am going to remember what God has done. And it's a builder of our faith for the Mm -hmm. next difficult time. 
Yeah. So many of these testimonies, you remind me of the Phillips, Craig and Dean song says, sometimes he calms the storm and sometimes he calms his child. Yeah. You know, like that's the heart of every single one of these testimonies. He either managed to help somebody through a crisis mm-hmm. or he calms them as they walked through the fire. Yep. And so we've got a little bit of both. (laughs) Sometimes a little bit of both. (laughs) Again, it's that joke, like teach me as much as I need to learn as fast as I can learn it (laughs) so that I can be done with this. Oh yeah. (laughs) I wonder, um, I don't really think this on a theological level, but it's funny to think about, you know, like maybe there's one more person that because of COVID, like God is planning on like having them come to salvation or something. It's so like, we, we all, the entire globe is stuck with this pandemic until For that, that one, one person, person. <laughs> it's like, come on, <laughs> accept Jesus already. Yes. We want to be done with this. Um, <laughs> we've got a quick one from hope along those exact same lines. Uh, she's been applying for scholarships for master's programs didn't get any and is still feeling just hopeful and optimistic and is seeing kind of God's timing in this, you know, so that maybe she'll start next year, which maybe would have been better than this year. You know, there's all these times where we really do. I feel like every single prayer that we pray deserves the asterisk, like this or something better. (laughs) Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, or now, or at an even better time, you know? Um, Yes. Because if prayer truly was any single thing that you dreamed up and asked God for was given to you at that exact moment, um, our lives would be a mess. I'm sure every single one of us can think of times where like, I am so thankful that you didn't answer my prayer Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you, when you did, because yeah, he does know best. And sometimes it's just a matter of timing, right? Like I think about before I became an author, I mean, there were there were times where like, I would be awake in the middle of the night, like in a similar, um, like it felt like birthing pains. It was like, God, I want so much to be an author. I so much want this door to open. I so much want this to be part of my life. And it was like this ache. And I think about, okay, well, if I had written my first novel at 20, you know, I mean, what did I know about life? It would have been, would have been a little, um, you know, like my immaturity would have for sure shown. And there were certain things that I think I needed to experience before I could step into that. So I think that if people are kind of waiting for God to answer their prayers, it might be that yes, the longing God has put in your heart is the exact longing that he is going to fulfill. It's just going to be in a different time frame than what you had in mind. Well, I love that you related it to birth pains because, you know, if you think about the birthing process, um, you know, there's time for that baby to develop. I mean, before God can birth something in you and Mm -hmm. through you, there's gotta Mm -hmm. be time for him to work. And there are times when he's just, I just, I really believe if we could just see what's going on behind the Mm -hmm. scenes it would give us, you know, then we'd be able to wait because we'd be able to see, oh, 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 he's yeah. working on that. It's cooking, right. you know? Uh-huh. So yeah, that it's, but yeah, it, it is, it can be, it can be hard during the waiting process. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the longing and the aching is for sure real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think about somebody maybe who's seeking adoption and that's a long drawn out process and you want it to happen right away, but you also recognize like God's got the exact child 
who belongs in your family. And so it's not something that can be rushed or you're going to end up with, you know, somebody else's kid. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of a flippant way to look at it, but you know, God's timing has to work. I mean, if, if every single one of us who as a single woman prayed for a husband, got a husband that day, how many of us would have ended up with, you know, the horribly wrong person? Yeah, absolutely. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Let's see. Is it me? Am I next? I think so. Okay. This is from, I hope I get this right, Maria. Maria Guadagno, G-U-A-D-A-G-N-O, Maria. In 1989, I moved to Greece. I was married in July of that year in Athens. When it became obviously clear we were there to stay, I was unhappy. I missed my country, my people, my life, my career. I could not find any job. I was in a foreign country, and all day long I was happily married. I was an, a happily married, unhappy girl. I remember early on sitting in my veranda under a Greek sun, soaking in not the sun, but the presence of God almighty. I had to go meet with God, with Jesus and with the Holy spirit for strength, wisdom, and peace in my heart. And for a plan, uh, daily, I felt the presence of God and his daily help and courage building me up. I lived like this for 30 years where I am still today. I needed God's help to get through life. That was my prayer. Every day he helped me and met my needs in creative ways only I could understand. Today, I help people in Greece learn to trust God, have faith, and never doubt God will always help us through his son and the Holy Spirit. I teach people that loving God is a prayer. Oh, I love that. Loving God is a prayer. I've seen so many lives transformed and many people being supernaturally cared for like I was all these years and am today still am today. I mean, 30 years talk about Mm -hmm. waiting and, and, you know, just to think of all of those people that would have missed out on salvation on Mm -hmm. discipleship and growing. If God had answered that prayer and plucked her out of Greece and put her back where she wanted Mm -hmm. to be. So Mm -hmm. yeah, God bless you, Maria, just for your faithfulness in seeking God during that time. And just being, uh, being used as a light. I mean, that's just a great testimony and 30 years. What a, what a time to look back and say, it's been 30 years since that prayer and I'm still here and look at what Mm -hmm. God has done. So praise God. That is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. This one has kind of a funny ending. I like this one. So Carol writes about, um, as she was learning to live on her own after filing for divorce. And so, you know, like feels like life is falling apart her dryer goes out, which I can only assume is like the last straw. <laughs> Do you mm. know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. I can handle this, but like this <laughs> one thing can't handle that. So yeah. her son came, fixed a part, replaced it, still wasn't working. And so she's like at the end of the end of the rope, <laughs> like the rope is totally frayed. <laughs> so she says, she prayed, God, if I have to hang clothes all over my house to dry, it's not going to hurt me a bit. <laughs> I love just that. Like sometimes we can make such a big deal about something until we realize we're able to kind of step out Mm -hmm. of that. Like, okay, worst case scenario, my dryer never gets fixed and I hang up my laundry to dry. How horrible 
in the grand scheme of things is that. So then she says, I'm giving this to you. If I'm supposed to have a dryer, I know you'll provide it. So she prayed that in the car, like as she was super, super stressed out about this, got home, realized that when her son replaced a part, just what something or other hadn't gotten plugged back in. So it was like a simple of a fix is like putting, you know, this outlet into this socket. And now she's got a dryer that works perfectly. And she does not have laundry hanging all over her home. But that was one of the, that's one of, I love those prayers where it's almost like God waits and I don't know Mm -hmm. if he's doing this, but it's almost like he waits for us to surrender that thing. Oh, absolutely. Before restoring it fully. And she got a, and and she got a gift. She got a blessing out of that by being, finding contentment, even if, and I think that's, that's great. I love that. Well, and I almost feel like the dryer was almost a gift because I think about when I'm going through something really, really, really hard. Like mm-hmm. I never cried about lockdown because that felt too big and scary. And I was just in survival, but you know, like I cried about missing my dog who I hadn't seen in like nine months. It's, mm-hmm. it was easier for me to have like that emotional release about something that didn't feel as daunting and big and scary. So mm-hmm. I almost wonder if like God knew Carol, that you needed this big emotional release, but that, you know, maybe crying about a divorce or the direction your life went was, was too intimidating and you weren't ready for that yet. <laughs> so he gave you this gift of a broken dryer with plans to have it fixed really, really quickly and easily. You know, it, I almost see it as like, if God ever played practical jokes, which, you know, he's not whimsical and capricious like that, but it almost has that sort of feel. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had never thought about it like that, about the smaller things being an outlet, kind of like a, Mm -hmm. instead of the whole tire exploding, you have a small release valve for your, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. It it doesn't blow your world up, but it allows some Mm -hmm. of that pressure out to have those smaller things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, Claudette Reynolds says, uh, I wrote an article one time about the legacy of prayer inherited from my mother and grandmother. And you know, Alana, that was like one of our very favorite episodes to record was talking about a prayer I legacy. Know. I'm like, wait, um, I could have written that article. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I'm glad you did. <laughs> as long as I can remember, I've depended on prayer and my faith to get me through the trials of life. When my husband was diagnosed with stage four cancer, I sent emails to prayer warriors all over the world. When I found it difficult to pray, my prayer team lifted me up. By faith and prayer, Charlie has survived over 14 years. When I served as children's ministry coordinator at my church, I depended on God to provide the inspiration for Sunday school, summer programs, and other activities. As I prayed for the children and their parents, I realized how much God cares for his little ones and loves that person we are praying for more than we do. What a realization to, to like understand God loves the people that we're praying for even more than we do. And I think that especially with my, my immediate family, you know, my kids, my husband, I want these things for them. And if, if I really understood, you know, talking about being open and surrendering to God's will, you know, if I realized the depth of his love for them, it would be easier to let go. And, you know, if I, those times when I recognize that it makes it easier to let go in the prayers and, and have a more open-handed prayer life with them Mm -hmm. rather than trying to micromanage everything about them. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think I'm allowed to say that this is my favorite testimony, so I won't. (laughs) Whoops. Hold on. (laughs) 
we're back. Just had to keep my son from interrupting us, well, serenading us <laughs> with his guitar playing. Um, okay, so like I said, not allowed to say that this is my favorite testimony, so I won't. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a testimony from the mom of a prodigal. Her son came out, said he was pagan, you know, broke her heart. She's praying for him. He gets married and they adopt this itty bitty puppy who sounds adorable and we must have pictures. But since we don't, everybody picture like the absolute cutest puppy you can. And the puppy takes off and gets lost. And so the pagan son uh, stops and prays to God. And he says, okay, so you say you love me and that I matter to you. You should know how much I love my wife and how it breaks my heart to see her upset about our dog. So if it's true, you care about me, then let me find this puppy. And then as soon as he finishes praying, his phone rings. It's his wife saying the puppy just walked into their front yard. Oh. And at the same time, um, the mom is really, really burdened to be praying for her son. And son calls the dad over. The dad comes over, prays with the son. Um, basically, this puppy turning coming back home in this answered prayer, as well as this mother's unwavering prayers for her prodigal led him to come back to Christ. Uh-huh. Um, love it. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> well, and I love the fact that, you know, she says in there that, that she felt really burdened at mm-hmm. one point when her husband was gone to pray like extra yeah. hard. And yeah. that was the moment that her son was basically giving his life to Christ. And what, I mean, as a mom, I'm like, how loving of God to allow her to be spiritually part of that moment, even when she wasn't there to experience it. That's a neat way to look at it. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. what a God is a creative and just good God. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the above and beyond things that he does for us. And of course that story does remind me, reminded both of us of when, when we were, um, your kids were part of good news club. I think you were, mm-hmm. you guys were there right during that time. And one of the, I don't leaders, remember it. I okay. might've been pushing, you might've been pushing Eva around I was, outside. I was the, the stroller pusher where you were <laughs> for, you, for some you, of those. You were very kindly, uh, the, uh, Eva, Eva nanny for some of those good uh-huh. news clubs, but we were doing a good news club. One of the leaders had, uh, had lost, I guess her, their puppy had been missing for the whole day or maybe even overnight. And she didn't want the dog to be gone for another night. And, um, so we all got together and we were praying for different things and she brought this up. And so the students and the leaders got together and we prayed that her dog would be found. And while we were praying, she got a buzz, her phone started Mm -hmm. buzzing and she said, excuse me. And she stepped outside. And when she came back after we were done praying, she said, right. As literally, as we were praying for the dog to be found, she was found. Yeah. And that was what the call was. So, but this has the added dimension of a prodigal being brought back to Jesus. I mean, what a Mm -hmm. amazing story. And I love too, that it's his love for his wife and then his wife's love for his dog. You know, it's, it would be a sweet enough story. If the prodigal was like, I love this dog. God help me find this dog. But it was even beyond that. It was like, I love my wife and she is broken up. Yes. Um, So yeah, it's just, it's, it's super sweet. If there was like a a hallmark line of movies about answered prayers. Like this would be the, uh, That'd be <laughs> this in would it. be their first, <laughs> this would be their first <laughs> film. 
I love it. All right. The last one I have is Christy, who says, my family and I are missionaries serving in Africa, and we've had a challenging few years. This year, one of the challenges was civil unrest in the country we live in. During this time, God spoke to us about taking a six-week break to go back to Canada to raise support and rest. We didn't have any idea where this would get, where we would get the money for plane tickets for our four-member family, but we said, okay, God, let's do this. And through a very unexpected way, God provided more than what we needed for the plane tickets. Then just this week, we were praying for a place to stay while we're in Canada. And I got a message from someone I haven't spoken to in a long time, more than five years, who asked if we needed a place to stay while we're in Canada and offered her house. So they're going to be moving out. And uh, yeah, so God has provided every detail of this trip home. Mm -hmm. And we are looking forward to what he has in store for us this time. We leave on Friday, which I think is tomorrow in terms of our uh, recording, but is in the past for those of us in the time warp listening to this Thanksgiving <laughs> week. Right, so, right. God is good. Christy, welcome home yeah, <laughs> to Canada. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that brings me to the end of my list of, of testimonies too, but I thought it would be fun to chit chat, you know, testimonies that you and I might have to share as well. Mm -hmm. I can think of two that just really came to my mind pretty quickly. You want me to give both of them? Sure. Okay. So the first if you go one, too long, I'll just like make a buzzer. Sound just give me like, the hook. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this year, this year was like just a huge year in terms of answered prayer. I, I have a half brother that I found out about, about maybe 14 or so years ago. Um, so I grew up not knowing about him and I found out about him. And from the time I found out about him, I just had this kind of empty spot, you know, knowing he was out there. Um, I think you need to share your mom's side of the story too, because I think that's yeah, really, really I mean, that adds so many layers. Right. Well, so my, my mom had a child when she was young um, and in her teen or her late teens um, and, and had to give him up for adoption. And, and it was a secret that she kept because she was, she was sent away um, from her home. So even some of her family members didn't realize what was happening. They thought she had just gone away you know, for a while. So um, she had this child, um, had to give him up for adoption and she grieved for years. I mean, for her whole life, she never mm -hmm. told me about it. My dad was the one who ended up telling me when she was no longer able to tell me she had dementia. And um, but one, we didn't have a birth certificate somehow that had gotten lost, I think in a flood that we had in our basement one mm -hmm. year. So my dad, mm -hmm. when he went to try to give me information, he had nothing except yeah. that he knew that he was born in August because my mom would kind of go through a little bit of a depression every August. And finally, mm -hmm. after a few years of marriage, she told him, he knew that she had had a child, but he finally yeah. was like, why, what's wrong with, you know, what's going on? And she mm -hmm. said, this, this was when he was born and yeah. I grieve every year. So, um, you know, basically I, when I did find out I was in my thirties, I think, and, and just, you know, like kind of tried some avenues of finding him. And eventually, um, he found me this year. And it, uh, it was just amazing. Um, and, and I just think back to the prayers that I prayed over the years, knowing he was out there and just praying, God, please let him have been okay. It was like those, we've mm -hmm. talked about retroactive mm -hmm. prayers. Yeah. <laughs> if it works this way, please protect him. Let him be okay. Let him have a good family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I, I'm not trying to claim 
that God answered my prayers or that I did anything, mm-hmm. but, but mm-hmm. God, God allowed for him to be raised by a wonderful family, a wonderful couple, um, Christian family, um, who loved him. He had a great childhood and a great life. He has a wonderful wife and two great kids. And we were able to meet this year. And I mean, like, there's just so much emotionally, you know, so many answered prayers. I'm mm-hmm. sure so many answered prayers for my mom. That's the thing is I feel uh, like I am. That's what I love the most about this story. A legacy of answered prayer. I feel like mm-hmm. I know my mom prayed for him. Yeah. Um, and so to know now my mom has passed, but to know that I'm able to meet him and it's just been such a huge blessing. So I'm super thankful. That's probably my biggest, like 2021 thankfulness mm-hmm. is, is being reunited with my half brother. Do you ever talk to your mom? I mean, I know she had dementia by the time you learned about this, but did you talk to her about him? Mm-hmm. I did. And, you know, I, I, she was at the point where she was mostly nonverbal yeah. and, and if she was verbal, it was hard to understand what she was saying. She always had kind of a glazed look. She would smile mm-hmm. sometimes, but, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I remember the day after my dad told me, he told me after I I had picked him up uh, or I dropped him off at home after we visited her that day at the nursing home. And so the next day when we went, I just sat down with her. I took her aside and I sat down with her in the little like common area, like the little like uh, living area and nobody Mm -hmm. else was there. And I just remember I, I, I looked her in the eyes. I tried to get her Mm -hmm. to look at me in the eyes. And I said, you know, I just said, mom, I know that you had a child. I know you had a baby and I know that it was really hard for you to, to give the baby up. And I said, I just Mm -hmm. want you to know, I'm proud of you. And that I think you were very brave for what you did. And I just wanted somehow for her to know that, that, that I knew. And I think for Mm -hmm. years, she was afraid I'd be mad at her or disappointed or or something. And I just, and and, and when I said, I, I know that that had to be hard. And she yeah. said, yeah. And she nodded. Aww. And I don't know if that was a cognitive like right, response, right. but I would like to think that God gave me like yeah. a window to get. Through oh, to I her. love that. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, I never met your mom, but I've heard your stories. And I think what's the saddest is that she kept this such a, such a secret and yeah, you getting to meet him really brings your mom's story full circle. Yeah, no, I think so too. And I, she would have, you know, she'd be so proud of him and just so thankful to God that he, that he did this, that he, he protected him all these years. So when are we turning your mom's story into a novel? Right. I know (laughs) the, we is sort of, you know, that's kind of your deal. (laughs) I, I release all rights to, I I guess I'll have to talk to my, my brother about that. No, that, that is such a, a beautiful story of even somebody who almost, I mean, not to over dramatize, but like died with unfinished business. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Died totally. not knowing That's the not answer dramatic. to That's... her prayers. Yes. Um, yeah. God still provided her baby, your brother with a wonderful life and loving parents. I think it's a great reminder of what we've said so many times, like there is no prayer, like a mother's prayer, yeah. you know, and she never knew that he lived such a good life. She never knew that he, um, 
I don't even want to use this language, but I think it's the language that she would use, like that he forgave her for no, giving him is, up, you know? Yeah, she feared that he would mm-hmm. he'd be mad her at her for what she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that and, was huge, I'm sure. You know, like of course she's in heaven now. And I just I I would love to see how that all works. <laughs> like me too. Um yeah, so just a great reminder. Prayers get answered even once we've passed on Mm -hmm. and we can continue to trust that those prayers are in God's hands. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't top that. I mean, we've had a a pretty good year. (laughs) (laughs) We, we haven't been homeless. We haven't gone hungry. We have heat in our home. Life is fine. (laughs) Well, you've had a big year. You've had a lot of transitions and changes and you've had a big several years, but you know, you've had Mm -hmm. a big move. You've had job transitions. Yeah. Um, there, you know, the, the kids have had lots of different things Mm -hmm. going on. I mean, it, it has, it's been for you guys, you've had a lot of, a lot of upheaval. Yeah. I would say one of my biggest praises at this moment is just, we feel very, very settled now. That's good. Um, you know, we just purchased a home. That's We've huge. Had, That's a I huge know. praise. We've had so many years prayer. where I know where we, um, we've moved like about once a year for the last four or five years, just for, you know, job changes or random changes. Um, and so now, yeah, we feel very, very settled. And so that's a, a huge blessing. Um, yeah, just, just feeling like we've got roots and that, you know, the, uh, the season of moving once a year is behind us. We, we made a big bonfire and burned all the moving boxes. And so we're not, we're not planning on going anywhere. Lord I love that. It's like the symbolic, the burning of the ships. There's no going yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. Or the bridges and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Well, any other testimonies that you wanted to share or are we ready to cut? You said you had two. I did. I mean, I, so I would just say just in closing that, uh, this year, I just one really huge answer to prayer is that recently I just was kind of, um, feeling burdened to play, pray for my kids. Mm -hmm. And I was tempted to just kind of wallow in the, uh, in, in having not prayed for them enough. And I just felt the Holy spirit being like, why are you worried? It's kind of like Satan's lies. Like, you know, you're, Mm -hmm. you don't pray for your kids enough and, and, you know, you're not disciplined and why aren't you doing this? And the Holy spirit was like, just pray. And I love our hashtag just pray. So I just prayed. I just, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I, I went through each room of the house and as it did not take long, maybe one or two minutes in each room. And I prayed for my husband and very specific pictures came to my mind Mm -hmm. as I was praying for each Mm -hmm. of my family members. And within that week, it was, there were two really specific answers to prayer that pertained to the things that I felt led to pray for the two individuals that had breakthroughs Mm -hmm. in their lives. Mm -hmm. And I, it just renewed that passion for me. Like I'm going to do this more. (laughs) This really (laughs) works. I mean, of course we know prayer works, but do we like, do we really, do we, do we live in that? And so that's Mm -hmm. why I just am so thankful. Prayer is one of those things where it's, it, it is the fuel 
for more prayers. And, and so just, in, I just want to encourage everyone and myself, just pray. Don't, don't yep. wallow in the fact that you, you have a prayer life that you're not happy with because that's the enemy mm-hmm. trying to whisper into your ear discouragement yeah. to keep you from praying. So absolutely. I think that's the perfect word yeah. to end on. Mm-hmm. So thank you everybody who sent in your testimonies. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for thank everybody you. who just shows up and, and listens, because if we didn't have anybody listening, we wouldn't really have a ton of reason <laughs> to be doing what we do. And we love it. We're mm-hmm. thankful for you. Um, Jamie, I'm thankful for you. We're thankful for all the tech. We're just full of thanks, which I guess is fitting for Thanksgiving episode. Yep. All righty. We'll maybe close in prayer and then wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Does that sound like a good way to do it? Sounds good. All righty. God, we just thank you for this time together to focus on your goodness or just to, to look back on things that you've done and, and to kind of gain that fuel to move forward in expectation for what you will continue to do. God, you are so good. And we just thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the breath in our lungs, for, um, for your provision in every way. And just for the gift of prayer itself, God, you didn't have to give us that. You didn't have to open the door for us to join you in bringing your kingdom purposes here on earth. And, and yet you partner with us, you reach your hand out and you let us partner with you. And you give us that joy of seeing you work in the ugly things, even the ugliest, most terrible things that this world has to throw at us. God, you are at work in every single one of them. And we acknowledge that. And we thank you for it, that there's always that hope. We just pray for each person today that you would just help them to carry a fullness of gratitude into their week as we celebrate Thanksgiving and just into the distant future, God, that you just help us to constantly be reminded that prayer works, that, that prayer is a relationship with you. So it's always at work and you're always at work. Help us to carry that with us, God, and help us to never forget how good you are in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.